Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Metropolis becomes the scene of a spectacular series of robberies with the finger of suspicion pointing directly to Superman and his friends in the transcribed case of Double Trouble. Our story begins at Central Police Headquarters in Metropolis, where we find Superman in his guise of mild-mannered Clark Kent and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen waiting for Inspector Henderson to give them the latest report on a daring robbery which took place the night before. Jeepers, what's taking the inspector so long, Mr. Kent? If he doesn't come out soon, we're going to miss the final edition. Well, he put 20 suspects in the lineup, Jim. Can't expect Mrs. Van Dyke to identify the criminal just like that, you know. Uh, between you and me, Mr. Kent, I don't expect her to identify him at all. Why not? She said she never saw him. She only remembers his voice. Well, he swears she'd recognize it anywhere. Oh. It's funny, a guy stealing paintings. What's so funny about it? They're worth almost $50,000. I saw them myself only last week. You did? Uh-huh. I went up to Mrs. Van Dyke's home to do a story on them, and I said... Here comes the inspector now. Hey, with Thank Mrs. Van Dyke. Too happy. I'm only too bad to do whatever I can. I do so want to get my paintings back. Oh, inspector. Oh, hello, Kent. Hi. No luck? Nope. Mrs. Van Dyke, would you care to make a statement for the press? What? Why, you... You're the reporter who came to interview me last week, aren't you? Yes, that's right. I'm very sorry to hear about the robbery, but I know Inspector Henderson will catch up with the criminal very soon. Well, thank you, Ken. Thank you. Inspector Henderson has already caught up with the criminal. Oh? Inspector, arrest this young man. What? Mr. Ken? He's the one. I'd know his voice anywhere. My voice? Arrest him, Inspector. He stole my painting. The case of Double Trouble, a new Superman adventure, complete in one episode, will continue in just a moment. Fellas and girls, who are you going to surprise this month with your own make-a-card greeting? Is it going to be a friend of yours? Perhaps Dad is going to have a birthday this month. Well, whoever gets one of the cards you will create and manufacture from your own make-a-card kit, I know that they'll be mighty pleased. It's a beautifully designed card which you yourself actually make. That's right. You create and manufacture a new and different type greeting card. A greeting card that is a sincere thought because you've added that important personalized touch. You color the card and add the gold or silver metallic paper. You cut the card out and then you write in either a poem that you have written... Or you can select one of the many assorted greetings we have included in the set for your use. All in all, the finished product is a masterpiece in fine greeting cards. There are six different types of cards in the set. 
Two birthday cards, two Easter cards, and a Mother's and Day and Father's Day card. Six new and different greetings which you create and manufacture yourself. And that's not all, fellas and girls. There are six make-your-own envelopes included in the kit. After you complete the card, why, then you mail the greetings in the envelopes that you yourself have made. Now, you'll also have fun with the gold and silver metallic paper and the box of crayons. Ah, yes, sir, gang, it's a fun-packed idea which you'll want to get in on. Now, in a few minutes, I'll be back to tell you about the many new and novel ideas that the set contains. So be sure to keep listening. And now, back to the adventures of Superman and the case of Double Trouble. Standing by at Central Police Headquarters with Jim Olson, waiting for the latest developments in the robbery of an art collection valued at $50,000, Clark Kent was astounded when Mrs. Van Dyke, the owner of the stolen paintings, suddenly claimed that she recognized his voice and accused him of the crime. Now in Inspector Henderson's private office, Kent tries to laugh off the accusation. Why, it's ridiculous, Inspector. Mrs. Van Dyke made a mistake, that's all. But she swears you're guilty, Kent. Well, now, be reasonable, Inspector. You don't think I am, do you? Well, or do you? Uh, I don't know what to think. Well, now, wait a minute, Inspector. You can't accuse Mr. Kent I'm not accusing anybody of anything. And you keep out of this, Olson. Oh, yes, sir. The fact still remains that Mrs. Van Dyke positively identified your voice, Kent. Well, she ought to have her ears examined, or her head. Olson, I'm warning you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, she's positive I'm guilty, and I'm positive I'm not. Now, where do we go from here? You want to book me, get my fingerprints, put me in a cell? Now, look, Kent. Understand my position, will you? Sure. Mrs. Van Dyke has a lot of influence in Metropolis. And unless I investigate you thoroughly, well, she'll go right over my head to the D.A. So, cooperate, will you? Okay, okay. Start investigating. Yeah, that's better. Now, you admit you knew about the painting. Well, of course. I did a feature story on them for last Sunday's magazine section. You knew exactly where they were in Mrs. Van Dyke's home? Yes, she took me around herself. Mm. Now, look here, Inspector. Easy, Jim, easy. The inspector's only trying to get his facts straight. Go on, Inspector. Well, there's one thing that'll get you off the hook. Proof of your whereabouts last night at the time of the robbery. Midnight. Well, now we're getting somewhere. I was up in Bayville from about ten in the evening until two in the morning. Bayville? Doing what? Well, nothing, as it turned out. What do you mean? The chief, uh, Perry White, phoned me around nine and asked me to meet him at a hotel up there. He said he was on the trail of a story. So I caught a train at 9.15 and was there by 10, but, I don't know, somehow we missed connections. I never did see the chief. But, but, Mr. Kent... Yes, Jim? You couldn't have been... I mean, uh, that is... Oh, stop stammering, Olsen, and out with it. Uh, uh, Nothing. I, I made a mistake. Mistake? Nothing. What were you going to say? Well... Go on, Jim. Don't try to hide anything. Mr. Kent, did you forget you called me at 10 o'clock and asked me if I wanted to see the main event at the arena last night? I what? Well, well... I was awful surprised. You know I usually go to bed around 10. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Jim. Let me get this straight. I phoned you last night and asked you to go to the fights with me? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Kent. I didn't mean to get you into trouble. Well, Kent, believe me, Inspector, I never called him. I was in Bayville, as I told you. Jim, you must have made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Forget it, will you, Inspector? I'm afraid I can't. Well, look, all you have to do is talk to Perry White. He'll tell you. That's exactly what we're going to do. And right now. 
a poppycock. I never sent you to Bayville last night. I never sent you anywhere. But, but, Chief, I talked to you myself. You said you were at the hotel. You were going to wait for me. Kent, I didn't leave this office until after midnight. I didn't talk to you or anyone. All but... right, Kent. How do you explain it? I can't. Chief, are you sure you haven't forgotten? Forgotten? How could I forget a 20-mile trip? Oh, blast it. Come in. I brought you coffee, Mr. White. Coffee? Who ordered coffee? Why, you did, sir. Miss Backrack called up five minutes ago, and I hurried as fast as I could. Great Caesar's ghost. What's going on around here? I never asked her for coffee. Oh, gosh, Mr. White. If you forgot something you did only five minutes ago, then maybe you really did call Mr. Kent last night. I tell you I didn't call Kent and I didn't order coffee either. Hey, calm down, Chief. You'll blow a few. Oh, of all the idiotic things. Well, I still think... With what? With what? Shut up. Yes, sir. Your coffee's getting cold, Mr. White. Will you take that coffee and... Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Willie, come back here. Yes, sir. Did you see me last night? Yes, sir. Where? Right here in your office. What time? Oh, 11 o'clock. You called for some coffee and donuts, and I brought them up to you. Thank you, Willie. Thank you very much. That's all, and uh, you can leave the coffee here. Yes, sir. Will you be wanting anything else later? No, thank you, Willie. Goodbye. Well, Mr. Olson, are you satisfied now? Yes, sir. So, where do we stand, uh, Henderson? I'm afraid Kent is standing on a great big spot. Now, let's have the truth, Kent. I've told you the truth, Inspector. I did not steal those paintings. Then why did you make up the alibi about going to Bayville? I didn't make it up. The chief called me and told me to meet him there. And I know you didn't commit that robbery, but you're not helping yourself by lying. Chief, I'm not lying. Believe me. Oh, confound it. Can a man have any peace in his own office? You want me to answer it, Mr. White? I'm not a cripple, Olson. Sorry. Hello. Oh, oh, well, put her on. Lois Lane. Yes, Lois. What? Well, calm down. Calm down, will you? I can't understand a word you're saying. What? You're where? Great Caesar's ghost. What's the matter? Lois. Lois is in jail. She's what? Jail? Yeah, she's being held on, on suspicion of robbery. <laughs> you got me out of that awful jail, Chief. I felt like a, a criminal. Well, what's the story, Lois? I don't know, Chief. Believe me, I don't know anything. But, any... Lois, they wouldn't hold you for nothing. Well, what do you think they're doing to you, Mr. Kent? You? Are you in trouble too, Clark? So it seems. Now, oh, here's Henderson. He'll give us the dope. Well, did you get the report from the detective who arrested Miss Lane? Yes, I did. And it looks pretty bad, I'm afraid. But what? I didn't do anything. I was minding my own business. Now, just a minute, when... Lois, just a minute. Uh, let Inspector Henderson talk. It seems that a woman dressed in a gray suit entered a private home on Ridgewood Drive, held up the butler and the downstairs maid, stole two mink coats valued at $15,000 apiece, and made a clean getaway. A woman in a gray suit? Gosh, you're wearing a gray suit, Miss Lane. Well, what of it, Jim? There's more than one gray suit in Metropolis. But you were picked up only three blocks away from the house five minutes after the robbery took place, what? and the butler and the maid both identified you as the woman who stole the furs. That's ridiculous. They were mistaken. Inspector Henderson, do you mean they saw Lois? Well, no. No, they didn't really see her face. She was uh, wearing a heavy veil. I never wear veils. I hate them. But they recognized her voice. Her voice? Jeepers. Lois, what were you doing on Ridgewood Drive? Waiting for Clark. You what? You heard me. I was waiting for you. What? You told me to meet you on the corner of Hillcrest and the Drive, and the next time you keep me waiting, Clark, can't I... Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Lois. When did I tell you to meet me there? You phoned me only two hours ago. What is the matter with you, Clark? Lois, I... I haven't spoken to you all day. What? 
Two hours ago, I was down at police headquarters with Jim. That's right. And he didn't call anybody. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is going too far. It certainly is. First, Olson says Kent called him and Kent denies it. Then Kent claims you called him and you deny it. Now Miss Lane says Kent called her and he denies that. I'm getting all mixed up. Hey, what kind of a song and dance are you people giving me anyway? Well, of all the nerves... Now, listen, no, back no, no, you listen you... to me, Kent. And you too, Miss Lane. $50,000 worth of paintings and $30,000 worth of furs have been stolen, and you're my only suspect. But I never heard no, I'll give you until tonight to make up your minds about who called who and who was where. And if your stories don't make sense, I'm going to pull you in. We'll be back in a moment with part two of The Case of Double Trouble, a complete Superman adventure story. So stand by. In the opening of today's program, fellas and girls, I told you about the new Make-A-Card kit, which contains enough material for you to create and manufacture your own greeting cards. Now, I'd like to tell you a little more about this set. It has everything you can possibly think of for creating the finest in greeting cards. Six beautifully designed cards, two for Easter, two birthday cards, a Mother's and Father's Day card, and six envelopes you make yourself to mail the cards in. Now, the set also contains a box of the finest crayons, every color that you can think of. You also receive a sheet of gold metallic paper and a sheet of silver metallic paper. Now, if you can't think of an appropriate rhyme, let us say it for you. We've included many different poems that you can print on the inside of the card after the you have completed it. Well, that's it, fellas and girls, your very own greeting card company, wrapped up and sent to your home for only 25 cents. Too good to be true, isn't it? Well, don't be one of the gang who send in for this offer after we've sold out our limited supply. Hurry and send for your set today. I'll be back in a few minutes with the address, so be sure to keep listening. And now, back to the adventures of Superman and part two of the case of Double Trouble. Suspected of having committed two daring robberies, Clark Kent and Lois Lane find themselves entangled in a web of circumstantial evidence, unable to prove their innocence without the help of Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, who in turn have unwittingly become the chief witnesses against the two reporters. Now, early in the evening, we find Kent and Lois in the little coffee shop located in the lobby of the Daily Planet building, trying to unravel the confusing threads of evidence before Inspector Henderson can fulfill his threat of arrest. Let's go over it point by point, Clark. Okay. You say the chief called you from Bayville and told you to meet him there, and the chief denies that. Uh-huh. And Jim said you called him to invite him to the fight, and you say you didn't. That's right. And you claim I told you to meet me on Ridgewood Drive, which I did not do. Right. So, where does that leave us? Behind the eight ball. Willie! Yeah, Mr. Kent. Give us a repeat here, will you? Two hamburgers, two coffees coming up. Well, trouble hasn't affected your appetite, obviously. Why should it? We both know we're innocent. Yes, but Inspector Henderson doesn't, and with two positive identifications, how can he help putting handcuffs on us? Oh. You know, it's funny we should both be accused after we wrote stories on the stolen articles. Me on the paintings, you on the first. Here you are, Mr. Kent. No, Wayne. Hamburgers and coffee. Oh, thanks, Willie. Put it on the tab, will you, Willie? Sure. Say, uh, I understand you and Miss Lane are in hot water. Oh, <laughs> boiling water, Willie. If you need me as a character witness or something, uh, just sing out. Oh, Willie. I'll tell them you're both the 
couple of swell guys. Thanks a lot. We just hope it won't be necessary. Well, if there's anything I can do. Okay, Willie, thanks. Say, uh, I gotta go out for a minute. If anybody comes in, will you tell them to wait? I'll be right back. Yeah, sure thing, Willie. Oh, dear. You know, Clark, I've been thinking. We both received phone calls. We didn't dream them up. So if you didn't call me and the chief didn't call you... Someone else must have... Brilliant deduction, Miss Lane. All right, Smarty, but I know your voice, Clark, and you know the chief's voice, so how could we possibly make a mistake in identification? How did Mrs. Van Dyke identify my voice? How did the butler spot yours? Clark, do you think it's possible for someone... Oh, that's Willie's phone. You better answer it. Okay. Hello? Hello? Mr. Kent? Uh-huh. This is Jim. Jim? How'd you know I was down here? Oh, I called upstairs. Mr. White told me you went down for some coffee. Oh? What's up? Listen, I think I'm on the trail of something pretty hot. Can you and Miss Lane meet me right away? Why, yes, of course. Where? Corner of Market and 27th Street. Market and 27th, got it? And will you hurry, Mr. Kent? Sure thing, Jim. See you in a few minutes. It was Jim. Oh? He wants us to meet him right away. He's on the trail of something hot. He is? Yes, and so am I. Come on, Lois, let's make tracks. Jim told us to meet him? Positive. Market in 27th. Well, then where is he? You got me. Clark, you don't think this is another one of those strange calls? It was Jim's voice, Lois. I'll swear to that. Say, wait a minute. Didn't Jim cover an assignment on some perfectly matched diamonds a couple of days ago? Why, yes. The chief wanted pictures of the stones for the rotogravure, and he sent Jim along with the photographer to get material for the captain. Uh-huh. Clark, you don't think... I'm beginning to. Who owned those diamonds, Lois? A man named, uh, um... Uh, Carver. Yes, Carver. He lives over on the west side, Blackburn Avenue. But, Clark, I don't... Wait a minute, look. Three police cars coming down Market Street. Yes, there are two more coming up the street. And more across 27th Street. All converging on this corner. What in heaven's name is going on? Oh, no. Lois, there's the chief. Chief? Eh? Chief? Well, Lois, Kent. What incarnation are you two doing here? You might ask the same of you. Why, all the police cars. Inspector Henderson called them out on a general alarm and told me to go with them. He... There's something going on in this building here. There is? What? Well, how do I know? But, Chief, the building's vacant. Vacant? How do you know, Clark? Well, uh, the, the, the windows are all dark, and, and some of them are even broken. Well, I don't think this place has been occupied in years. Well, I'll be... Now, what in places got into Henderson? He called squad cars from as far as the west side to cover this. I'll have his height. Chief, Chief, you mean there's no police protection on the west side? A few men pounding the beat, but... But they can't move fast in case of trouble, Chief. Get these men back where they belong and get over to the Carver Mansion on Blackburn Avenue as fast as you can. But why? Why? Lois, you explain. I've got to get moving. Where are you going? Where do you think? Hurry up, will you? Now, what is that idiot raving about? I'll tell you about it on the way, Chief. We'd better do as he says. Carver Mansion's around the corner. I wish he wouldn't go so fast. Don't worry, Lois. Don't worry. Oh, I'm blessed if I see the connection between Jim's not meeting you and... Great Caesar, what's going on? Look at all those fire engines. I'm not blind, Lois. I see them. Stop here, Sergeant. Where's the fire? Well, that's what I'd like to know. Come on. Oh, no, come on, everybody, come on. There can't be any fire. The firemen aren't doing anything. Then why are they here? Oh, look, there's Inspector Henderson. Good. I've got a bone to pick with him. Oh, Henderson. Henderson. What? Oh, oh, it's you, Mr. White. Well, what's going on here? Why all the fire trucks? Well, you should know. You call them. I what? 
Well, you... And why did you tell me to come here? I don't know what you're talking about. You called me less than 15 minutes ago. The devil now, I can't. here, Mr. White. You phoned me, and the fire commissioner swears you phoned him, too. Henderson, you're out of your mind. Mr. White, I'm Now, just your... a minute, just a minute. I think I know the answer to this. Inspector, did you order ten police cars over to Market Street a few minutes ago? I most certainly did not. Do you mean to stand there and deny you phoned and told me you to go with them? phone you? You called me? I did not. Stop uh... shouting, will you, Chief? Don't you understand? You've both been tricked the same way Clark and I were. I know Henderson's voice when I hear it. And you now can't tell listen me that to I don't... me, please. Will you listen to me? Maybe I can help you, Miss Lane. Oh, Superman and, and, and Jim. Hello, Miss Lane. Superman. Do you know what's going on here? Yes, I picked Jim up at the Carver Mansion. I pulled him out of a pretty tight scrape there. I'll say. What happened? Mr. Carver accused me of stealing his diamonds. Accused you? He said he recognized my voice. Oh, not again. For the last time, I promise you, Inspector... Now, if you'll all go back to the Daily Planet, Clark Kent will explain the whole thing to you. We'll be back in a moment with the climax of the case of Double Trouble. So, keep listening. Fellas and girls, if I were to give you 90 cents for every quarter you gave me, would you do it? I'll bet every one of you would take me up on that offer. Now, suppose I were to tell you that that's exactly what I'm going to do. For every 25 cents you send in, we're going to send you 90 cents. No, it isn't going to be in money. It's going to be in Superman's new greeting card idea. That's right. You're going to receive a kit with enough material to manufacture and create your own card and then sell them for at least 15 cents apiece. Sounds like a profitable idea, doesn't it? Well, it is. It's a fun-packed idea that you'll be able to cash in on. I've already told you about the Make-A-Card Kit and what it contains. Well, now I'd like to tell you about the money-making opportunity this set offers you. Just think what fun it will be to conduct a business of your own. You get this kit complete for 25 cents, nothing else to buy. All you have to do is send your quarter to Make-A-Card, Box 1319, New York 17, New York. That's Make-A-Card, Box 1319, New York 17, New York. We'll ship your kit out immediately. Now, after you complete the Easter, birthday, Mother's and Father's Day cards you'll know that you've actually started on a successful business venture. You'll have created a beautiful card with a personalized yet professional quality everyone will be happy to receive. Now, fellas and girls, you'd better hurry and send in for your kit today. All you have to do is send 25 cents to Make a Card, Box 1319, New York 17, New York. That's 25 cents to Make a Card, Box 1319, New York 17, New York. We'll send your set to you immediately. Back to the adventures of Superman and the climax of the case of Double Trouble. Rushing over to the Daily Planet, Perry White, Jim Olson, Lois Lane, and Inspector Henderson find Clark Kent in his private office and immediately overwhelm him with questions. All right, now, Kent, what do you know about that? Hey, 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 take it easy. I can't answer all of you at once. Time to begin at the beginning. I will, just as soon as I have absolute proof that my theory is correct. What? You mean this is just another one of your wild hunches? It's not as wild as you think, Inspector. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a minute. What is it? Someone's coming. Stand back against the wall, all of you. And be quiet. What's the idea, Mr. Kent? I don't want anyone to know you're here. Go on now, and no noise. Come on, Mr. Kent. Quiet, quiet. Who is it? Wally, Mr. Kent, I got you bossy. Oh, yes, yes, I forgot all about it. Oh, Willie, of all the... So what? Please, Mr. White, do what Mr. Kent says. Oh, thank you, Willie. You're working kind of late, aren't you, Mr. Kent? Yes, I am, Willie. 
Matter of fact, you know that mess Miss Lane and I were in? Yeah. Well, it's all cleared up. You don't say. Uh-huh. In a little while, I expect to find out exactly who cost it. You do? Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear it, Mr. Kent. I thought you would be, Willie. I guess I better be getting back to the shop. Right. Thanks for the coffee, Willie. Okay, Mr. Kent. Blast it, Kent. Will you please tell me? Quiet, Chief. He'll hear you. Well, what difference does it make? Now, listen, Kent. If you know anything, spill it. When the police and fire departments of this city are sent out on false alarms, well, it's high time something was done about it. I agree with you, Inspector. And for your information, the police squad cars were sent on a wild goose chase across town to keep them from interfering with the robbery at the Carver Mansion. I never sent them there. I know you didn't. And why did I supposedly call out the fire department? To create confusion near the Carver place. Draw a crowd so the real thief could make a getaway unnoticed. A real thief? Clark, do you know who it is? Yes. Well, who is it? Come on with me to the chief's private office, and I'll give you a personal introduction to him. Take it easy now. No noise. Why, in places I'll be pussyfooting around like this. Would you rather scare him away? Scare who away? Quiet now. Get close to the door and listen. Somebody's inside using your phone, Chief. Ooh, ooh. Hey, wait and listen. Hello? Lane Dead. This is Henderson. Good heavens. It, it, it's impossible. Quiet. Take up Clark Kent right away. Yes, on that robbery charge. He's in his office at the Daily Planet. Now step on it. Cheapers, if you weren't standing here right next to me, Inspector, I'd have sworn that was you. Why? Why, it's unbelievable. Listen, he's putting through another call. This is Perry White. Why, Chief, that's I'm you. I'm a message for Inspector Henderson when he gets there. Tell him I'm absolutely convinced now that my two reporters, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, are guilty. Have them pick up. Why'd he leave me out, I wonder? Have all of you heard enough? I'll say. Open that door, Henderson. Willie! No! What? There's your man, Henderson. Oh, what's going on? I hope you don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I had to make a phone call, Mr. White. Don't try to weasel out of it, Willie. We know the whole story. We heard you. No, no, you can't prove anything. Oh, can't we? Well, you're under arrest. You won't get me, you won't. He's trying to get away. Not so fast, Willie. Oh, Oh, nice going, Mr. Kent. Why, Clark, I never knew you had it in you. Well, Kent, what's the story now? And how did Willie manage to do all this? Well, Willie's an excellent doubler and imitator, as you heard. He certainly is. Uh Uh-huh. On the night of the art collection robbery, he imitated your voice, Chief, and told me to get out of town. Then mimicked me in a call to Jim to destroy my alibi. Mm. And finally, in committing the robbery, used my voice again to point suspicion directly at me. Then he must have done the same thing to me. Exactly, and disguised himself in a gray suit and heavy veil. Before the robbery, he imitated my voice in a call to you to get you close to the scene. Well, then I guess he imitated your voice again, Miss Lane, when he called to tell me to meet you at the Carver place. And he imitated you, Jim, to send Lois and me across town to meet you at Market Street. Matter of fact, that's when I first got suspicious. You did? How? Well, he said he knew I was in the coffee shop because the chief had told him I was down there. And the chief wasn't in his office at the time. On top of that, he asked for both of us, Lois and myself, to meet him. How would Jim have known Lois was there, too? Yes, that's right. Oh, that's real smart detective work, Mr. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did you know so much about the places he robbed? Where to find the paintings and the furs? Well, that's where we were all a little careless, I'm afraid. Willie simply overheard us talking about our assignments while we were in his coffee shop. We talked too much. I'll know better next time, I promise. Mm. Uh, It's coming, too. 
And just in time to go down to headquarters with me. Take good care of him, Inspector. And for heaven's sake, don't give him a cell with a phone. Or we'll all wind up talking to ourselves. And so ends the case of Double Trouble. Another transcribed Superman adventure mystery in the new half-hour series. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and brings you radio's most exciting stories of action, adventure, and mystery. Each story complete. So be sure to listen when you hear the familiar cry... Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! The Adventures of Superman comes to you at the same time, same station, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Remember... Three different stories every week, each one complete. Be sure to listen again Friday, same time, for another complete story on The Adventures of Superman. <laughs>